Now, Luke chapter 22, it's a brief, very brief text. I'll read one verse, Luke chapter 22 at verse 19, which reads like this. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, this word, this endures forever. Guys, the last time I was with you over a uh, Lord's Supper Sunday was back in March. Um, April, we move the, uh, the sacrament to Monday, Thursday, which is right before Easter. May, I was with the college-age kids in, uh, in their retreat. And in June, I was in Seattle, Washington, attending my grandson's graduation. Um, so here we are together again. But my point in all that is that the last time that we were together over this sacrament, my text was, and I know you remember, my text was Luke chapter 22, verse 19. And I, I drew your attention to the opening statement, or at least the opening words in that last sentence of verse 19. It says, do this in remembrance of me. And I, I had us fixate on that, do this. Do what? And we looked at that in March. Well, this morning I want to draw your attention to the other end of the sentence where it says, do this in remembrance of me. Guys, um, I, I think it's rather noteworthy that the instruction here for preparation for this sacrament is not remember the law. It doesn't say everybody uh, recite the Ten Commandments in preparation for this sacrament. Um, it doesn't say, uh, I would, uh, in preparation, I want everyone to rehearse the doctrine of justification by faith alone. As lofty a, a, a doctrine and teaching as that is, and as important as it is, it doesn't say, remember that. It doesn't say, remember the gospel. It says, remember me. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the sum, the sum and substance of Christianity is a person. It's the person and work of Jesus Christ. We're not, um, uh, our message is not one about a code. It's not one about ethics. It's not one about law. It's one of, our message is a, a message about a person. Folks, um, he, he doesn't even say to us, I want you to remember what I did. Now, most assuredly, this sacrament is going to rather hurriedly take us to what he did because we're going to talk about the, the, um, the broken body and shed blood. But interestingly enough, it says, I want you to remember me. Not so much what I taught, not so much what I did, but I want you to remember me. Now, gang, one of the things that I think that does is, or point to, once again, the uniqueness of Christianity in the world of religions. Nobody ever says, now I want you to remember Buddha. Folks, Buddha is smoldering in the grave. 
It doesn't, uh, Confucius doesn't, Confucianism doesn't say, remember Confucius. It might say, remember what he said. But Confucius is undergoing the same smoldering. Or Muhammad. But in Christianity, the, the, the centerpiece, the bullseye, the sum and substance of, of all that we hold dear is, in a, is to be found in a person. Do this in remembrance of me. You know, guys, um, if you have ever <laughs> traveled to Europe, one of the things that we've been blessed to be able to do is do a little bit of European travel. And we've gone to cathedrals all over, the, all over Europe. And my wife says she's never going to another cathedral because if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Um, and there's, there's truth in that. But one of the things that you can't avoid is the, or, or can't miss really, I think, is the art that is all around you in those cathedrals. But so much of that art depicts Jesus Christ either on a cross or as a baby in Mary's lap. He is neither of those at this time. He's resurrected, ascended, and seated at the right hand of God the Father. He is in a position of cosmic power, so we remember him like that as the one who <clears throat> rules and consequently is able to save us to the uttermost. You know, my brother and sister, we're not very good at this, are we? We're not very good at this remembering business now, are we? We're far more prone to forget. We don't forget our golf score. We don't forget our check balance. But we do forget or tend to him. And you know, <clears throat> the frequency with which we observe this sacrament is a reflection of our tendency to forget there is a weakness among us ladies and gentlemen that we are caught up in other things so much so that we forget and therefore we have a sacrament one that tells us to remember me. You know, guys, maybe we ought to do this more frequently than once a month. We do it once a month here on the second Sunday, as I think you most, know, most of you know. But maybe we should do it more frequently because of our proneness to forget. But, you know, when, when I was kind of plotting out how we would do this, one of my concerns was this. If we did it um, every day, I think it was Calvin that said that the Lord's Supper needs to be taken every day. But I do know of churches who observe the Lord's Supper every week. I think the Church of Christ does that. But my fear was that like so many other things, if we did it that frequently, what we would end up doing is turning this into some carnal measurement of merit. 
Well, how many times have you, have you taken the Lord's Supper? Well, over my lifetime, I probably have taken it 1,200 times, which ought to be enough to get me into heaven, don't you think? It's that kind of thing that I fear if we went to doing it more frequently. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we didn't ask you to bring your own bread and your own grape juice with you this morning, did we? Everything that you need is here. It's waiting on you. Everything that is necessary to prompt those slumbering memories of ours is here. It's ready for you. And all you are asked to do is receive it. Take it. So, not only did you, are you not asked to bring your own bread and grape juice, but please, my friend, please don't bring your own merit either. Don't come stumbling to this table with a great sense of your own self-importance. Don't participate in these elements if you are under the delusion that there is some kind of merit in your being here and participating. Folks, all of the merit that is necessary to save us is already here, waiting for you to just take it, to receive it. The one who commands provides. The one who invites provides. Everything that is necessary for us to be saved to the uttermost has been provided for you. So come, come take it. It was provided for us by the one that we are asked to remember. Do this in remembrance of me. Our Father, would you use this sacrament, this, um, this piece of religious holy drama to uh, straighten out our faulty thinking would you cause men and women in this room to see that there is utter foolishness in trying to earn your favor we didn't bring anything to this table oh god what we've come to do is to take off of it we've come to receive what jesus christ offers us we've come to take his righteousness and be clothed in it we've come knowing that we have no right to but we come because of the finished and accomplished work of jesus christ that allows us to come into your presence clothed in the righteousness of christ so father would you meet us here would you remind us of all the beauties of our savior 
Would you allow us in our soul, with a, with a soulish eye, to see him at the right hand of God the Father in that position of cosmic authority, not only ruling, but interceding for people like us? We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen.